Welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement, the podcast from Your Life Choices. It's the place you need to be, and Leon Delabosca is on the line now, and uh, he's one of the uh, one of the head honchos there at Your Life Choices. Leon, welcome to you, sir. G'day, John. How are you? I'm extremely well. Now, normally, Leon, we'd be talking to you about travel, and uh, we're going to have a chat about what's coming up on the show, but as we're still working from home and things are kind of crazy, have things gone crazy at your place? Uh they're different. <laughs> Explain yourself. As for everyone, it's a time to evolve and adapt, and we're doing our share of adapting here. and And I will say, evolving, which is which is good too. Working at home with my little one in tow, uh, my little assistant, three year old, yeah, and and my wife. And I've got to tell you, it started off a little bit hectic, but they're just fantastic. It's just been amazing, and and I. One of the silver linings to this for me is that I've been able to spend more time with my little one and, and our relationship's blooming. So, you know, there are some positives in uh, that happen through all of this. So. Swings, swings and roundabouts, and it's going to be swings very. It's going to be very hard when Daddy has to go back uh, to to work, um, and yeah. and she's going. To, but where, why do you have to go, Daddy? Well, you know that was then, darling, and this is now. And but it, you'll it, love this, John. She's already saying she goes. No, we have to be quiet because I don't want Daddy to have to go back to work. Oh, bless <laughs> her heart. That that is. What is her name? Charlie. Charlie. Oh, bless her. That's that's fantastic. Leon, um, we we do live, of course, in interesting times, and we've got some fabulous guests coming up. But before we get into who is coming up on the show, normally your conversation with us would be about travel. And I had my partner say to me yesterday, where do you want to go when this is all over? If you could, you know, I'd say... I don't care <laughs> anywhere um, because I think it's going to be more likely that we get to travel within Australia, which is not a bad thing for a whole bunch of reasons. No, that's, that's but not. I think overseas travel could be still a little, a little more dodgy than travelling within Australia in the foreseeable future. Do you agree? I think there will be that perception. Having said that, you know, people are already booking flights mid-2021 and, and, you know, I think wow. I saw data recently that said there's been a, a 200 and, almost a 230% spike in year-on-year bookings into the UK for January. Wow, is that right? 170% into Spain. So the two worst-hit countries, oh uh, you know, they're, they're, people are already thinking about going there. Um, <laughs> Leon, is it, it, be, is it because yeah, is it because the the airlines and others are, are offering saying, look, if you can't go, it's okay. You're not going to lose your money. Um, we'll, we'll, we can do a deal. Uh, do you think people are feeling more confident about that? I think good deals and very flexible cancellation policies are definitely a, a catalyst for these trends for these spikes. Um, you know, I think. We, we can dream. We can always dream, and it doesn't matter how dark it gets. We'll always, you know, a lot of people will look to look for plan something to look forward to. I mean, the first place I'm going when all of this subsides is my local pub. It's amazing, <laughs> it, you know. It's just those little things you take for granted. Anyway, we we digress, my friend. Um, great privilege to be uh, hosting the Mind Your Own Retirement uh, today, but we are going to talk money shortly with with Mr. Noel Whitaker. Right, who better to talk money than Mr. Whitaker? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk to him about Centrelink uh, and reduced assets. We're, we're going to be speaking to somebody about health, and I do not know this person. 
Esha Oberoi. So she is a founder of Asia Care Services. So it's a interesting uh, home care model and aged care model. Um, she's going to come in. She's going to talk today about uh, how we can help. You know, a lot of a lot of the older people now being sort of told to stay inside. Uh, a lot of them will be out of sight, out of mind, and, and she's going to come in and make sure that doesn't happen. And we're going to keep fit as well. Barry Elvish. You know, a lot of gyms have closed down, but they've all gone online. Um, they do a lot, well, not all, a lot of them have gone online to do uh, classes through live streaming apps. Um, he's going to come in today and tell us how. Leon Delabosca, you stay well, my friend. Look after Charlie and the rest of your family, and uh, we'll speak again soon. I hope so, John. I do hope so. And you look after yourself too. On Your Life Choices website, this is Mind Your Own Retirement, our podcast. Always a pleasure to be able to speak to Noel Whitaker, international best-selling author on finance and investment expert, radio broadcaster, newspaper columnist, public speaker. He's done it all. He's one of the world's foremost authorities on personal finance. Thanks very much. That's a lovely introduction. Hello, Noel. Can I be your publicist? But it's all true. And uh, welcome to you, my friend. I hope you're you're keeping well and keeping exercising. I'm exercising, yes. I'm exercising, keeping fit. And uh, you are a fit man and a very fit brain as well. Now, uh, specifically on today's episode of Mind Your Own Retirement, Noel, I'd like to talk about Centrelink and uh, also about uh, reduced assets. Uh, When should I be telling them? Well, I think it's important to understand that, that there's two tests, the assets test and the income test. Yep. And they take the one that gives the least pension. And the deeming rates have no effect if you're asset tested. Right. So, because all the deeming rates do is give you a deemed income which they use. Now, if you're asset tested, your income doesn't matter, right? So the deeming rates only affect asset tested pensions. But if you're asset tested... Uh, Central Link check the assets twice a year, I think in March and September, but you've always got the right to advise them at any stage that you've had a change in your assets. For those of us who are not too sure, uh, can you discuss uh, with us the implications of the changes to the deeming rates? Okay, what the deeming rates do is, is they assess a national rate on money like superannuation, cash in the bank, right. uh, insurance, bonds and shares and things, right? Yep. Uh, it's a different rate for singles and couples. If you go to my website, there's a deeming calculator. Great. And that explains it all in full, and you can work out the deeming on your investments and then go to my age pension calculator and work it out. It's just a national figure to try and put some sort of earning rate on your investments. Because what used to happen is, in the old days, oh, the old days, I'll say 20 or 30 years ago, if you had shares, they would assess you on the capital gain in the, in the last year. Right. So your shares may have gone up 30% last year, then they're hitting a 30% then they might be down. Mm. So they thought, well, we just have a, have a deemed value as much better. That's all. But see, every 100,000 of assets is worth almost 8,000 grand a year of pension. Right. So if your assets drop by $100,000 because of the market, then you can get another $8,000 of your pension. Also, if you're over the limit, yeah, it might just take you under the limit and make you eligible for an age pension. And again, all those numbers are on my website. I was as well. going to say, go, go to Noel 
yourlifechoices.com.au or just go to the Your Life Choices and that'll give you a link straight through to Noel. And also Noel does write for Your Life Choices and gives uh, answers to our members on financial questions. You must be getting so much, uh, so many queries now. What are some, what, what are, the, say, two or three of the biggest queries Noel Whitaker's receiving through your radio, your press, your other media commitments? I think the big ones are, should I go to cash now until it's over? And as Warren Buffett said, by the time you see a robin, spring's here. (laughs) You know, uh, history tells us nobody can forecast the top and bottom of the market. No one rings a bell. No. So you keep two or three planned expenses in, in cash and leave the rest be. But I must say now, being in forced isolation, uh, we, just, we just don't spend anymore. There's nothing to spend it on. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. You that's know. right. I think that's, that's the first one. The second one is on the, on the bank guarantee is a big one. But what a, a lot of people don't understand is that your assets, such as furniture and cars, are valued at knocking out value. So... A lot of people might put $60,000 on their furniture because that's what it's insured for. Yeah. But if you put that on the the footpath for a garage sale on a wet Saturday morning, (laughs) it would be worth about (laughs) $5,000. So it's important to make sure your furniture has $5,000 valuation max and your car's at second-hand value. Noel, you're a gem. We thank you so much. Uh, uh, au is a place you can go to or, or go through our li- Your Life Choices website and you'll get a link to that. Uh, Noel also is very generous in answering questions to our to our members as well. Uh, mate, you take care. You be well. And uh, everything's on your webpage, including all those calculators uh, that you mentioned. Anytime. There, I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well-priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with Your Life Choices Pension Checker. And welcome back. We have Esha Oberoi on the line, and uh, she's an entrepreneur, founder of, and CEO of uh, AFA Care Services. And uh, Esha Oberoi launched the Aged and Disability Care Service at just 24 years old with a passion for social change. You are sensational, Esha. Why did you choose to do that? Oh, well, this is an interesting... Um, at 24, John, I can't say that I had um, just wisdom thrown at me. I, um, I was actually suffering from uh, mental health myself, and I couldn't find a job for a long time, and I fell into the care industry. And it was probably the best thing that happened to me. So whilst I was overcoming my own mental health challenges, yeah. I was, um, I guess, almost blessed to have the opportunity to work in a nursing home. And it exposed me to the the opportunity to be selfless and care for others. And so at 24, I started this service, which is um, a home care service. We right now have 550 carers that now do exactly what I did 
around uh, 12 years ago and go out and support our community. How did you get to uh, have 550 carers? Um, John, the work that we do grew organically and our um, our assistance and our services that we provide very much over the last 12 years have grown through word of mouth. So in the first year, it was me as a carer and I started to... Um, as I said, because I, I was a carer myself, I started to provide these services. And as I found myself busier and busier, my father, my mentor at that time, helped me to, I guess, engage in the service where we could have more carers. We had 10 carers by the end of the first 12 months. And then our workforce really just grew from there. What do they, what do they, what do, they do when they go out, Asha? What are the kinds of things, that uh, services that you would provide? Our carers do anything from helping people in the community with day-to-day things, like getting groceries, helping them with meal preparation, just very simplistic things that might be challenging for someone that is ageing alone at home or a person with a disability um, that's living alone and might be vulnerable. And then they help with very complicated things as well, so like wound management or catheter care, bowel care. So it's, um, it's, kind of a, it's a very diverse range of services that we offer and we offer that as an alternative to a person having to go into a nursing home or a group home. There is some, there, there's a lot of push now for folks to stay at home to take a lot of pressure off, off those centres as well, isn't there? Yes, of course. And like at home care at the moment, there is an option to get services and care at home. It's the best time to do it because we know that with a virus like in an aeroplane or like the Ruby Princess, being in a confined space is not great. And in, in a space where you don't have a lot of control, like a nursing home, if you have the option to have home care services, this is a great time to exercise that option. Esha, is this a New South Wales only service that you provide or is it nationwide? It is New South Wales concentrated, that's right. We are in Sydney metropolitan area and um, this is exactly where we service. Do you plan to expand? Yes, we do. In fact, we've got a very loyal um, team member of ours that's relocating to Melbourne um, as we speak. So we are definitely looking at expanding to um, Victoria as our second state to offer our beautiful services. Now, you can access a lot of home care at this time, but particularly with AFEA, AFA.com.au, by the way, is the place to go to, uh, aged care services. What uh, kind of contracts do your members uh, engage in, or is it just on a needs basis? Yeah, without getting into too much of the technical um, aspects of this, the engagement is super flexible. So the care that we offer is really individualised and it depends on the kind of care that our clients want. It can be short-term or it can be ongoing um, and it can also just be ad hoc. Probably the, the most important thing is there's two real options here. One is the subsidised care that we get and support we get from the government. So yep. the government offers lots of home care packages and and we deliver those packages. Or there's a private option where you're able to just fund it yourself. But the contracts are really, really flexible. So you can turn them on and off as and when you need care, which is the great thing about home care. You're not locked into to care if you no longer need it. In these days of... Uh staying at home and, and having to be careful about our health. Uh, what are some of the ways we can support uh, the elderly in our community and disabled who are nearby? I think it's a really great time for us to think about, um, you know, now that we're confined to our neighbourhoods, 
it's a great time to start really thinking about, okay, who's living to the, you know, five homes left of me, five homes right of me, mm. who are my neighbours in my street? And if you do know that there are people that are elderly and there are people that have um, a disability, you know that they're vulnerable, it's a great time without being intrusive to start building a relationship and build a rapport. Really understanding once you've built that relationship, understanding what their current care routine is. So they may already have informal or formal support, right? And so if you know that um, in this time of pandemic, um, and we don't know how long this is going to last, there may be gaps in the care that they're receiving and where can you offer that help and support? Back in the day, everybody knew everybody in the street and probably the next street as well. It was much more community-based and everybody yeah. looked after everyone else's kids and all the rest of it. Times have changed, but this is a time where I have noticed as I go out for my daily walk, yeah. people are saying hello, they're acknowledging one another, they're taking care of one another in a way that we haven't seen for a long, long time. So may continue, may continue after this terrible um, pandemic uh, passes us as well. Esha, your dad will be very proud of you. <laughs> yes, he is, in fact. All right, that's fantastic. Esha Oberoi, thank you so much. Uh, entrepreneur, founder and CEO of uh, AFA Care Services. And if you'd like to know more, go to afea, afea.com.au. At this time, New South Wales uh, wide or Sydney wide, uh, but soon we hope to expand into other areas as well. Or you can go to the Your Life Choices website. You'll see the link there and you can find out more about them. Esha, thank you so much. Stay well, stay healthy and more power to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, John. Take Well, okay, time to get fit. And here's a man who's the CEO of Fitness Australia. Gosh, doesn't he know everything about it? He's uh, just tell you about Fitness Australia. It's the peak national fitness industry association working with uh, with Australia to become more physical, active, and uh, do a whole lot more. Barry's talking about his passion, his experiences, including training, triathlons, and, uh, of course, very importantly, at this time where we perhaps can't go to the gym like we would have or stay as active outside as we would have, this is a terrific time to speak to Barry now. And he's on the line. Uh, Barry Elvish, welcome. Thank you, John. It's great to speak with you and uh, share uh, our conversation with your listeners. Absolutely. Now, the Your Life Choices uh, family uh, really have been very concerned about what we can do about mental uh, attitude at this time, and and of course, fitness is a is a great way to help combat the feeling of uh, lethargy, etc., at home. So, what are some of the tips that you would give to our listeners? Well, where do you want to start? And John, I can absolutely uh, empathise with you about the importance of exercise, not just for physical benefits. We know the impact of because it's quite visible the impact of exercise on uh, obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular, etc. Well, I know from personal experience, I actually started running 40-odd years ago to deal with my own mental well-being, and I ended up going from running 2Ks around the block to doing marathons and half marathons and stuff like that. So I can absolutely emphasize the importance of exercise in keeping physical, mental, social well-being and emotional is absolutely critical. And at the moment, when we're going through all this upheaval, all this uncertainty, things changing on a daily basis, what we get used to and accept today will change tonight because the government's introduced some new policy or whatever. Exercise is even more important now. And I guess from that point of view, John, it was really 
encouraging to hear the Prime Minister, the Chief Medical Officer, the Health Minister. I mean, they've all said you've got four reasons to go outside and one of those was exercise. So at the highest levels in this country, people understand and appreciate the importance of exercise and maintaining it to a certain degree. Isn't it amazing over the last couple of decades how we've tied in mental health with exercise? Once mental health really wasn't spoken of unless you were uh, had a severe problem, but now it's very much recognised and an antidote for that is, is, as you say, is exercise. What are you doing now you can't go to your gym as regularly? Okay, yeah, well, as we were saying before, I mean, I, I go to the gym regularly and I go there for a number of reasons. First of all, to exercise, clearly. Um, but I view exercise as a means for an end, not just a, a thing in itself. I also go there for the social contact. I also go there for the routine in my life that it, it provides a regular routine. But I can't do that now. Yeah. So what are we doing? So I actually stopped running a few years ago because uh, just my age, I'm you know, turn, just about to turn 68. But I've started running. Oh, you're a kid. So, no, I'm a kid. Yeah, compared to you, I know, John. Oh. I got one, you got one year off me. <laughs> But uh, so I've started running again, getting the old joggers out and hearing all the feeling all the creaks and bones and all that yeah. sort of carry on. And I, I'm at that point and I was a little bit disappointed to read a few comments in the paper and from so-called online experts uh, on the media saying that, you know, steer clear of the runners because they spit and they sweat and they do all kinds of things and they go by you. Well, I think we can have some common sense. We can, we can run two metres apart or three metres apart. We can give people a wide berth. So I, I have started running again and it's bloody hard work. It is really hard work, but you then, you know, you just talked about uh, mental well-being. The beauty of exercise is it gives you a natural uh, hormonal, I guess, response. Yep. Uh, rather than having to rely on chemicals or drugs and stuff like that, it gives you that natural hormonal response. So if you're stuck at home, you can't go running for whatever reason, there's lots of other things you can do. If you've got a garden, get out and do some gardening. Push the wheelbarrow around. I've got some friends who can't get exercise materials to use at home. They looked on Gumtree and saw the price of <laughs> dumbbells and had a had a fit. Um, they've just gone through the roof. So they're using two-litre juices and, and milk as waste. Yep. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things you can do. You can make up exercises at home. You can do yoga. You can do Tai Chi. Uh, we, we have just launched last week, uh, Let's Keep Moving Australia, on our uh, Fitness Australia website. There's a lot of activities, virtual training that people can log in and do that in their own home, in their own garden, no cost, age appropriate. And I would encourage anyone who's thinking about it uh, to get out, you know, get online. You know, it's a very simple process. You just click the relevant site and you can follow on your TV. I guess one of the, the dangers of exercising at home, if you're not used to it, is actually injuring yourself. To give you an analogy, if you were going to say, okay, I'm going to run a marathon in a year's time, you don't go out and run 10 k's in your first run. No. You might run 150 metres, walk 50, run another 100 and so on. So don't don't injure yourself. We aren't as young as we used to be. I know we don't want to hear that, uh, John, but we aren't. Mm. So we have to we have to take some uh, precautions in place and, and go easy. Small steps to start with and we build up to a, a, a more fitter, uh, um, you know, a state of uh, physicality in our own bodies. But it's very much context related as well. People, depending on you know what existing ailments they may have, what weight they may be, what conditions they may have uh, for other medical um, conditions as well. The last thing I'd be saying is just start exercising and go full ball for it. We aren't like my sons who go to the gym and pump iron every day. We are older. We have to take care of our bodies. We have to take care of our, our mental attitude. And we can't expect to have a six-pack tomorrow. 
Uh, because at our age, I'm never going to get a six pack. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I'm hiding underneath the, you know, holding underneath a, a stomach of fat, but it's there somewhere. Um, but you know, so just do it in context, do it carefully, do it with consideration. Take some advice from experts. Go online. You can still use a personal trainer in these COVID nineteen days. The one on one. There's heaps of stuff out there. And we're going to give uh, the link to your website, which is absolutely free to get uh, age-appropriate information and exercises to do. Before I do that, so I'm asking folks to get their pen and pad ready. Before I do that, tell me about Kokoda. I believe you, you've, you've done the Kokoda Trail. Yes, I have actually, John. I did that, gee, uh, 10 years ago now. Um, and I did that just with my two sons, uh, just the three of us, and we did the we did the full trek in just over four days. It was it was pretty full on. I did that for a couple of reasons, you know. I set myself uh, something to do, which is something I'd always wanted to do. But also, I had two sons who we we not drifted apart, but I wanted to get back in in connection with them, and I thought it's a good thing to do. I mean, the bonding concept gets thrown around a lot, but we uh, mm-hmm. it was part of that exercise as well. And also, one of my sons lacked a bit of confidence. That they're, two, they're chalk and cheese, the two boys, one act with a confidence. And I thought this was a good way for him to actually be able to achieve something in his own right, uh, which he did. And it was, I wouldn't say it was a pleasant experience at the time, but it was a fantastic experience after the event. And then from the 60th birthday, uh, my two sons and my wife, uh, we trekked Machu Picchu. And um, that was also quite an experience. I thought my poor wife was going to die with yeah. attitude sickness. Um, but a bit of oxygen, and it was like giving her uh, a fair kick up uh, up the backside, and she took off like a rabbit. Um, but yeah, look, we have to. You know, I think whatever your age is, John, you have to set yourself some targets—not unrealistic targets, ones that perhaps just extend you a little bit. Just you know, give you a goal, and when you've achieved it, you sit back and you celebrate, uh, either with yourself, your partner, doesn't matter. It's it's something you've done for your own. I guess, sense of satisfaction. Well, this was very relevant uh, with Anzac Day and all. Um, so thank you very much indeed, Barry, for uh, sharing the Kokoda Trail uh, story as well. It was, uh, I yeah. say, very relevant at this time. Folks, go to keeponmoving.fitness.org.au or you'll see Barry's link at the Your Life Choices website as well to, to that. And there you will find age-appropriate absolutely free exercises you can do in the privacy of your own home and uh, make sure that you keep fit physically and mentally across this time. Barry, I hope this is not the last time we speak um, because uh, you've got some great tales to tell and all we can say is you make sure you stay well as well. Just just one last thing, John. The good thing about doing it in your own home, no one's going to laugh at your outfit. <laughs> oh, you've seen mine. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I have. Be well, be well, Barry. Thanks, mate. Cheers, John. Bye. Hope you've enjoyed the Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast of Your Life Choices. And if you'd like to make sure your friends are connected in all things that uh, might be relevant to them, get them to join the Your Life Choices family. It's absolutely free and there's a wealth of information. Till next time, this is John Deeks. Stay well. See you soon. <laughs>